Alex, you've been a busy boy. <laughs> guy, right? Are you recording? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Every day. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Morning, Adam. Morning. It's Q and A time. Let's do it. Quick fire. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this one's from Alex, uh, long time listener. Long time listener. Posted a few Many questions. times writing. Appreciate it. A uh, couple of questions for the show. Which so, one are we tackling in this one? We're just going to start with the first one and work our way through because we have got a bunch. So, Adam, you mentioned your original CTO had a percentage of the business and you gave him more of a percentage than he originally asked for. Mm. What percentage was that? And why? Always oh, going for the numbers, Alex. I appreciate it. Um, firstly, thanks for the questions. Um, Harry's told me you fired a few in. Really appreciate it. Um, okay, so you're correct. So Ignasi, our previous CTO, who left because he was relocating back to Spain relatively recently, and there's a couple of episodes back. Um, I kind of leave him a message um, as part of the show. So when he when we were currently going through the kind of negotiations to get him on board, he was working for a startup based in London. Um, I understood at this point in time that I needed a technical um, officer for the company. Um, I was outsourcing dev, trying bits on my own, and it was just slowing growth up. So we got into the negotiations around equity and salary, and basically he came back to me with a salary which was slightly higher than I was prepared to afford mm-hmm. and an equity that I thought didn't give him enough skin in the game that would make him feel like he was part of the company. Um, long story short is the equity that he originally wanted was 10%. And for the stage of the business that we were at, for a, for a CTO... You can be expecting to give a CTO anything from 1% to 50%, depending on when they come into the business. If they're a technical co-founder, so they started the business with you, you'd expect them to be on 50-50. Because then what the team looks like, and it's what most startup teams look like, is um, sales marketing guy, the wheeler dealer. The, 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 the hustler, the wheeler dealer. Um, <laughs> um, if you could see what the actions are going on. Um, and then you tend to have a, like a, a technical guy. Yeah. And so that's just a, a founding team, two co-founders. Uh, we were past that. We were about a year and a bit into the business. But we, were, we knew that we knew that we were moving into a more of a software play. Development was going to be more crucial than we believed. It wasn't a pay for this product to get built by an agency and then you're done um, so we knew that technical requirements were going to be ongoing and if, if you listen back to the CTO episode I, I don't know when it was episode 11 actually that would be great knowledge if that's correct um, I think it's episode 11 I talk about the fact that I, I hired a CTO and I went through like 30 interviews and I couldn't find a guy that I gelled with and I trusted and I wanted as part of the team and then I met Ignacy, and it was just it just seemed like a great fit. Um, so then when I reviewed the salary, the, the salary was too high, which I understood. He was on a London salary. Um, he was a great developer. had been asked to move across from Spain to do this role. So he was, he was paid well. 
well, as part of the conversations, I understood that he understood the startup world and he wanted to help grow a business. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I can't give you the salary that you want, but the one thing that I can do is make sure that you feel the pain in this business. If it's not going well, you want it to go better because you've got such a good equity stake. Um, so we actually renegotiated. Um, it had a, I don't know about, he actually took a f- anywhere between a 5 and an 8K pay cut uh, from his London job, um, but he ended up with 20% of the business at that point in time. Um, and that was uh, in the business. When we did the VC round, it vested. But the key reasons around it for me were I wanted him to work the hours that I was working, and I felt like if he owned more equity than 10%, then he would feel like a real owner of the business. Don't get me wrong. If you're walking into a startup now and it's two or three years old and you're joining as a CTO or you're joining as a lead dev, do not expect to get more than points so like 0. 0.5, 0. 0.75, 1%, um, 20% is ridiculous. I understand that. But for the stage of the company, it felt right. And if I could go back and do it all again, I still would. Mm. The only thing I'd do is I'd try and take him to a bunch of strip clubs, get him to split with his missus, so he was still part of the company now and he doesn't move back to Spain with her. <laughs> only joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I think the key thing is is... The thing that annoys me about business generally is, especially in corporates, there's this whole mentality of they pay you the minimum amount so you keep the job and you do the least amount of work so you don't get fired. And what I want to do is position this business as one that people feel like they're valued. And it might not be in salary, it might be in other perks and benefits, but they know that as the company does better, they will do better. Client calling, client muted. Um, so it's really important for me to make sure that we have a culture here that doesn't feel like a them and us. They're just trying to screw the work out of us. Um, and I tried to set that off with Ignacio from day one, which I think worked well. The interesting thing is, and uh, it's probably worth mentioning now, is with equity, it vests over time. So when we did the VC round with uh, Midland Ventures, Midven, um, they helped us with the round. Um, we established the vesting terms then. Everyone signed, Ignacy signed. Um, but what that meant was if you left the company in a certain period of time, your shares haven't fully vested. So basically, an example would be you might be on a, a four-year vesting period with a one-year cliff. So if I briefly explain what that is, if you've got 20% of a business over a four-year vesting period, then you get released, let's say, 5%, every 12 months okay so if you leave the company before those 12 before those four years let's say you leave in year three you only leave the company with 15 percent because that's what's vested that's like time served and then there's something called a cliff which basically means if you leave in that period of time you have to give all the shares back um so as part of this the reason that i knew that ignacy was leaving for the right reasons and not the wrong reasons is he actually had to give equity back to the business at this point where we were growing well so um, I wasn't at the point trying to persuade him to stay because it was obviously a big decision for him financially in terms of where we're trying to get to Um, but it's really interesting to make sure that if you are offering anyone equity in the business um, always think about vesting because the worst situation you can be in is you bring a CTO on board you give them 10%, 20%, 50% they build the product 
They think that's all they need to do, and then they disappear and they go and do another job. And this guy owns 50% of the business, and you can't get him out of that. So always just be really aware of how you structure equity and make sure that it vests over time. And if you don't know about vesting, there's so much information on the internet. And if you're raising a round, do not be afraid to speak to the guys that are helping you raise the round. So the angels, the VCs, they are there to support you. So make sure that you ask them the questions. There's no such thing as embarrassing questions for these guys. Um, the worst thing you can do is fuck things up and then they uncover it later. Serious shit. Serious shit. Done? Uh, yeah. <laughs>